I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This is Computer Talk with Tab, hosted by Eric Semmel of Tab Computer Systems. Interact with Eric and his guest by phone at 522-WTIC or 1-800-966-WTIC. Email them in the studio at gethelpattabinc.com or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric. And good morning. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And Bob is Bob Shorey. He is one of the MCSEs at Tab Computer Systems. He comes in and helps me out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. And uh, we're going to be here until 11 o'clock this morning. Feel free to get online, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. If you're listening on the stream at radio.com, feel free to call in. Uh, we love to pay the freight. Again, 800-966-WTIC from anywhere in the country. And we got some uh, technology news, as we always do. Uh, this is kind of kind of cracked me up. Japan has a new head of security, Bob. Uh, his last name is Sakudora, and he arrives at the prime minister's official residence. And uh, it turns out this new cybersecurity minister, believe it or not, doesn't know anything about computers. Not even that. <laughs> He's never even used a computer even once. I was reading that article, but I didn't print it. <laughs> I thought it was so ironic. This is the Japanese cybersecurity minister who has never, in his 68 years of human life, touched a computer he's got people for that now the folks in the in the in the japanese law uh, he's in charge lawmakers yeah <laughs> are starting to get a little concerned you know since i was 25 years old and independent i've instructed my staff and secretaries i have never used a computer in my life he says now when one uh when a lawmaker expressed astonishment that someone who's never used a computer would be in that job sakudora reportedly said it's a matter that should be dealt with by the government as a whole. I am confident that I am not at fault. In other words, don't blame me. I just work here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then uh, another lawmaker asked him about whether Japanese nuclear power stations used USB drives. Sakodora had no idea. He said the specialists would be able to answer that. Now, the funny thing is, here in Connecticut, we have the same situation. Yeah. Uh, again, lovely gentleman who's in our who's our cybersecurity czar, but he's just a bureaucrat. Doesn't under, doesn't have any any cybersecurity uh, experience, but we have that type of person here in Connecticut. And from what I understand, news at eleven, nine out of ten Connecticut legislators have never bounced a checkbook. <laughs> well, you know, I, I've always said in government, it's not what you know, it's who you know. Unbelievable! You cannot be the head of a cybersecurity anything and never touch a, a computer, or again, let alone not have some cybersecurity expertise please so how do you direct your staff to secure direction, something any direction yeah you know if you know nothing if you're if you're just a bureaucrat you're clueless i mean you don't even know the first thing you've never been behind a keyboard <laughs> <laughs> what, that just sounds like government to me what else you got bob anything interesting oh i got so much that uh you know i got the whole bench here full mm -hmm. anyway my first one is Apple adapter bites the dust. Ah, uh, there we go. We got that music queued up for you <laughs> there, Matt. How are you sleeping this morning? Queen guitarist Brian May explodes. Another one bites the dust. 
Yeah. So he's upset. Okay. He says, guy, quote, My love for Apple is turning to hatred, the musician writes, after his USB-C adapter hits a sour note. They have a picture of it here. You got to go see it. It's like smashed. Even rock stars have tech, tech gripes. Famed musician Brian May, who co-founded the band Queen in 1970, published a long, detailed complaint uh, about Apple USB-C connectors to his Instagram account on Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, and just as with his music, May struck a popular chord. He's uh, now being May, who's now being portrayed by uh, Gwilym Lee in the film Bohemian Rhapsody, posted a photo of a bent connector. Yep. Okay, and there is a nice photo there. This is a piece of junk. This these is, guys are selling. This is one of the reasons my love for Apple is turning to hatred. Mm-hmm. And uh, he uh, goes on in his little uh, blurb. Tirade. <laughs> Well, he's explaining that they had the lightning adapter, which was held in magnetically, which, which is cool, beautifully. And yeah. if you know you did something, it pull it out and it didn't damage the cable. Right now, you got to go out, and then they went with an industry standard. Let's make that clear. Yeah, which is kind of nice. Everything should be industry standard, so you don't have all these weird adapters, adapters everywhere. Yeah, mini HDMI, USB-C, lightning. Well, Apple makes all their money on twenty-five dollar adapters. Yeah, well, and he's kind of complaining about it. He's like, I'm tired. Of it. This is a multi-million gazillionaire. It costs him uh, 25 musician. cents yeah, or less. Well, he, to him, yeah. He's saying, oh, I'm sick of buying all these adapters from Apple. This is kind of, it's kind of refreshing. But you know what? It isn't even that you buy all the adapters. Yeah. It's you got to keep track of the, which adapter works for what. <laughs> because they're not all the same. No. So well, anyway, he went on a tirade about that. Huge and, amount uh, of response. Yeah. And, and uh, he got uh, more than 42,000 uh, likes. Likes. Okay, in just two hours, unbelievable. So, uh, yeah, if uh, he's uh, he's uh, becoming disenfranchised <laughs> or disenchanted, <laughs> disenchanted I say, with, with Apple. Uh, the Apple because of their connector uh, solution quality. In other news, NASA is going to conduct an invasive, in quotes here, safety review of SpaceX after Elon Musk's public weed use. So NASA will be investigating SpaceX safety culture, along with that of its rival Boeing, in a strenuous review to make to, prompted by Elon Musk's public investigation, uh, public display of of uh, pot smoking. Now, they're, you know, in fairness, they're going to also, you know, look at Boeing just to make sure they're not <laughs> having a bunch of folks smoking. They're going to audit their drug policy in other yeah. words, make sure that they're not. Uh, Oh man, hey, dude. we're having good. Hey, we're having a good time here, man. Yeah. So we'll we'll see what happens. Well, and now in Massachusetts with everything, you know, you can go get weed anywhere you want. I mean, it's, well, it's going to be a problem here in Connecticut too. The CNET article I had, they had a nice picture of Elon. I know. He's <laughs> on a, sparking up his uh, his doobage on, on, on a blunt. Uh, yeah, there yeah. you go. So, but we'll see what happens. Uh, well, I'm sure I'm sure SpaceX will come out in the in the clear that they're fine. You know, they just they just do it on the weekends. <laughs> or on podcasts <laughs> or when they want to get creative all uh, right <laughs> uh what else you got okay spacex wins fcc approval to put over seven thousand satellites into orbit that's a lot of space junk but spacex got the green light to send more satellites to space the mm-hmm. federal communications commission on thursday approved spacex request to build deploy and operate over seven thousand satellites in the very low earth orbit spacex mm-hmm will also have more frequency bands added to its previously authorized satellites, according yeah. to the FCC's release. 
The company's Starlink program is designed to use satellites at a much lower orbit, mm -hmm. improve Internet connectivity on the ground, even in rural and remote places with little or no Internet access. The approval on Thursday gives SpaceX flexibility to provide high-speed broadband coverage for more areas in the U.S. and worldwide. There we go. The licenses also require that SpaceX satellites be deployed within nine years. That's awesome. So, uh, and there's a, it goes on. There's a lot more detail here, but it's a worthwhile article, I think. Well, hopefully, if they're not smoking dope, they'll be fine. I mean, <laughs> time flies when you're smoking Do dope. Do satellites smoke dope? <laughs> Let's hope not. But I'm actually looking forward to that. I mean, having some alternatives to... What's out there? Yeah, then they don't have to fight for that one foot on the pole. <laughs> exactly that one. Yeah, that one foot on that forty-foot piece of wood in the in the ground there. What else you got, Bob? NASA schedules first uh, historic first flight of SpaceX Crew Dragon. Another SpaceX story. Oh yeah, I just put them off the top of the because we were talking off air before the show. Yeah. The three-person crew capsule will be sent to orbit atop a Falcon 9 rocket on January 7th. Nice. This is to see if it's going to work. NASA is poised to get one step closer to launching humans from the U.S. for the first time in eight years with the news and uh, with the news an uncrewed test flight of SpaceX Crew Dragon will take place on January 7th. Nice. The Crew Dragon which can seat three astronauts, will be unpiloted on its first test flight and then will undergo an in-flight abort test sometime before its first crew flight in June. Nice. So um, provided goes everything well. goes to plan, uh, earlier this month, NASA astronauts Bob Benkin and Doug Hurley, I hope I pronounced them right, mm -hmm. uh, were kitted out in SpaceX spacesuits, um, mm -hmm. you know, we had articles on that, learning the ins and outs of the Crew Dragon. Yep. They will be the first two astronauts to test the new spacecraft. Nice. Okay, and that's going to take place at NASA's Kennedy Space Center. So that's pretty interesting. It is. It is. And that will be the first time since 2011 that the U.S. will be able to put ast send astronauts up to the space station mm -hmm. because we've been... Uh, um, Russian rockets, right? What do, you, what do you call that? Farming it out to the Russians. Hitchhiking with the Russians. <laughs> yeah. And they've been using the uh, occasion to kind of... Uh, Poke fun at us? No, interfere with our elections. Oh, right, right. So we can't cut them well, off. Thankfully, you know, astronauts are... They're not, they're not political. Um, <laughs> <laughs> in other news, you might have seen an email from Amazon. They somehow exposed a lot of people's users' email names. Uh, emails and uh, names and emails, uh, and they might have sent you this kind of weird uh, message that looked really unprofessional, kind of saying, "Yeah, you know, we kind of we had an issue here, and uh, it's it's uh, you know we've uh, nothing you have to change, no passwords uh, were lost, you have to change your password, everything's okay here." And the, and the email message had a weird like a capital A for Amazon and a weird unnecessary link. So it really looked like like a phishing email, but it was legitimate. So even Amazon hasn't figured out how to properly warn folks about any kind of things they've done when it comes to cybersecurity. Uh, they really need to work on that, I think. And uh, they've also recalled just a few months ago, or actually in the same month, in October, for fi finding that Chinese folks were paying people who actually reviewed products. Um, they were actually trying to find those folks so that they could bribe them to give them better reviews. So internal Amazon people were being hit up by these third parties who sold stuff on Amazon, and they're saying, hey, look, you know what? We need you to send over these email contacts to these people who are reviewing our products and giving us bad reviews. So they would get you know two or three grand over to the Amazon employee, who then gave that person's contact information to the third party who 
reviewed the product poorly, and then the third part, they, they, that same seller would try to convince the guy who gave the bad review to take it back. You know, don't tell people that I got a bad product here. So the moral of the story is, make sure you rate rate all the problem all the products poorly, so someone can bribe you into changing your review. <laughs> Maybe you can get enough money to actually pay for the product yeah. and get it for free. Seems like there's a whole market there. But we'll put a link up here for Amazon's woes. Uh, we got to get uh, out, take a quick break here. We've got Bill, Mike, and Stefan. One line open for you. This is Computer Talk with Tab. Everything we talk about will be posted by Mike G. Live over at computertalkwithtab.com. That's the name of the show.com, which also works. If you go to Facebook and like us on Facebook through Tab Computer Systems, it'll get into your news feed. We'll be right back. And we're back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And hopefully you weren't out there shopping at, at Friday. It must have been just crazy. I went shopping Friday. Did you really? Oh, it was crowded, but you know, I none of the things that I bought, yeah. they were all things I, I wanted. Were they on sale? None of them. <laughs> <laughs> none of them? None of them. Well, they got your number, huh? <laughs> all right, let's get to your calls. We're going to go to Bill and Wolkett first. Morning, Bill. Hey, morning, guys. Morning. What's going uh, on? Question for you. Yeah. I'm out shopping for a laptop for my wife. All right. It's usually mostly for uh, pictures. Okay. Uh, she, she's a big scrapbooker and stuff. Nice. So, uh, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm looking and I got the, I haven't shopped for a laptop in about 10 years. So, okay. Uh, I see AMD has a new Ryzen chip. Uh, mm-hmm. They got the new eighth generation Intels. Well, mm-hmm. What should I be looking for? I want a 17 inch monitor. Yep, um, you got to find. Uh, I would stick with Intel. Um, eighth gen is a nice processor. Ninth is out, but eighth is still out there and, and very, very powerful. We're not big AMD fans. However, we actually considered using AMD just recently in our machine builds, only because Intel couldn't get their processors out. Okay. They underestimated the demand because, just as you know, the CPU, uh, the, the PC, has been dying or predicting its demise for the past twenty-three years that we've been uh-huh. on the show. Um, And it turns out Intel finally believed it this year and actually produced less processors than the demand um, and couldn't meet the demand. Don't they look at their own sales numbers? (laughs) I don't know. It's been crazy. But the 8th gen, if you can find them, 17-inch, we like – I like HP um, if you want to pick up a laptop. But there's plenty of them out there. But AMD, you know, they're up there too and and they're a good alternative. How about the new solid-state drives compared to the regular hard drives? Oh, if you get a solid state, your your wife will love you for it. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. I was reading something where sometimes you can put the uh, the processor on a solid state, you know, like the the operating system on a solid state, yeah. but still have a. Do, is that something you you uh, you request? You know, like as far as your build or well, in a laptop, you're probably like you're just going to have the one drive, right, Bill? You're not getting a two right. drive laptop, so you will by default have the operating system on the solid state by okay. default. And then the key here, though, is. Solid state drives are generally kind of are smaller, right? So maybe a half a terabyte or a quarter of a terabyte. Um, you might find that she's going to need more drive space, which is fine because you should back up her her pictures. Right. Yeah. She she has a terabyte, uh, you know, external drive that I got her. Okay. To save everything on. So. All right. So then, yeah, have it have it on the solid state drive. It'll boot up in seconds and uh, get an get another bigger. Yeah, another backup <laughs> drive. Yeah, yeah. Right. Okay. But, but that's Another the way question. To go. Yeah, we have we have an older Toshiba, mm-hmm. uh, seventeen inch. It's mm-hmm. about it's a uh, an i three processor. Oh gosh, why? Uh, yeah, well, it, it still works. She, that's, yeah. what, that's what she's currently using now. Oh my uh, but gosh, it, this thing. Yeah, well, this thing is slower than the last. Oh, it's an i three. <laughs> well, I know, but it's I mean, like a hamster on a wheel. 
Yeah, yeah, I know. But we're talking, it still takes like a minute and a half, two minutes to boot up and everything else. Is there something that could be slowing it down? Yeah, the processor. The processor, the technology. (laughs) I know. Just just retire it, Bill. How long have you had that thing? Uh, Seven, eight years. Oh, my gosh. The fact that it served you that long is amazing. Good for you. Well, well, I'm still using the Vista. (laughs) Oh, brother. You're one of those guys. No, retire that thing. HP, it works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I3, you're not going to pay any money to improve a seven or eight year old I3 system. Right. Um, yep. And they generally should be outlawed as far as I'm concerned. Yep. <laughs> but believe it or not, you can still buy Celeron and Pentium processors. Yeah. So, uh, well. <laughs> you know, I3 has its, has its usages, you know, maybe at a, a kiosk to order a Big Mac. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but, you know, the thing is, it's still a good computer besides that. You know, it, okay. it's low and everything else. It, it still works great. And that's, you know, it's hard to just use it as a, a doorstop now. Well, know? it's an oxymoron to say it's, again, if it works great, it depends on how much your but time is worth. Then, then if, if you think it's great, you shouldn't be complaining about the it's speed. speed of it, right, yeah. <laughs> All right, you know what, Bob? Uh, enough, okay. <laughs> it's like my kid, I tell him to mow the lawn. How long does it take him to mow the lawn? Well, it gets done. It takes hours. But, but yeah, it's the same uh, idea. All okay, right, Bill? Guys. You got it. Thanks, bud. All right, good luck. All right, bye-bye. Um, yeah, i3 processors. But believe it or not, they're still selling yeah, i Well, uh, to me, that's the equivalent of a Celeron. <laughs> yeah, I know. So we're going to be here until 11 o'clock on this Saturday morning. Feel free to get online. Bob and I are here live. And uh, we're going to be here to help you out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. Uh, feel free to get on there. we got Mike and Stefan. Everything we've talked about has been posted live over at computertalkwithtab.com by Mike G. And... Uh, It'll get into your news feed if you like Tab Computer Systems on Facebook. And Mark Zuckerberg deems the newsworthy. Some of it he may not approve of, considering. But uh, hopefully most of it gets into your news feed. And, of course, if you follow us on Twitter over at Tab Computer Sys, it'll get into that feed as well. We'll be right back. Criticism where? From where? Noise. From where? Twitter, radio. Oh, I'd give a rat's ass about Twitter. A platform for people that are sitting home trolling an unemployment check, sitting in front of a keyboard. It's so funny. Yeah. Oh, you gotta love my goodness. I'm what you're saying. <laughs> Trust me, I get it at my own house. But I, I mean, I just kind of felt like that social media and Twitter is what's destroying this country anyway. So that's how I feel about it from politics to sports to whatever. It gives people a platform to. And then other people are like needling it, and they're sitting at home, and they're late on a payment. So anyway, that's how I feel. <laughs> Mike Gundy, I think I saw him actually say that live. My son and I were watching probably ESPN, and I'm not sure where we saw it, but it was uh, <laughs> he just went off on Twitter. So if you didn't catch that, uh, one of the reporters asked him about the criticism he's receiving on Twitter. It's <laughs> like Twitter. I can't even make the sound he made, but. Every time my son and I play it, we keep cracking up. Uh, it's just crazy. But uh, we'll put the link up there for that video for you so you can play it as often as you like. And I kind of agree with that. I mean, I mean social media is becoming ridiculous. Um, you know, like you said, it's just, it's just people sitting in there under it just commenting about whatever. And do you have time to care about all these people are thinking on Twitter? Do I really care? I don't really care. I know people that spend time. In the wee hours of the morning mm. on Twitter and yes. Facebook. Right. And then the next day they complain how tired they are. 
All right, let's get back to let's get to your calls. We're gonna go to Mass. Uh, yeah, yeah, Mass. It's gonna be Mike out there in uh, Holland, Mass. What's going on, Mike? Hey, good morning, guys. Good morning. Uh, I really uh, enjoy your show. Thanks. Uh, thanks for uh, putting it on. I uh, look forward to listening to it every week. Well, thank you very much. We're, it's our pleasure. Uh, about a month ago, you had a call from somebody that had uh, Windows Seven was running out of disk space. Okay. And I. But, you know, for the heck of it, I checked mine, and lo and behold, I was almost out of disk space also. Well, you didn't get a warning yet, huh? And I hadn't gotten a warning. All right. Um, but I couldn't figure out what was causing it. I put up the uh, um, the directory tree uh, software that you yeah. recommended, and yeah. I looked, and I really couldn't figure out what it was. But I did finally figure it out, and it was something I'd never, ever heard of before. All right. It was shadow storage. Oh, shadow storage. Okay, You're, it's kind of a backup technology. Yeah, and I had uh, like 60 files out there, and it was sucking up about two-thirds of my hard drive. Wow. You cleared it off and called it a day, and you're back in business? Yeah, I cleared it off, called it a day, and I'm back in business. All right. Oh, well, uh, that's Microsoft saving you from you, because, again, it's, some, it's a bit of a backup. Yeah. yeah, I think your settings are set too high because you can set a percentage. Right, a lower yeah, percentage. I, I did that. I, I looked at the settings, and it was set for uh, unrestricted. Ooh, it went crazy so, on you. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know how that ever got set that way. It's not something I did. It must have been something that Microsoft did at one point or another. Yeah, some update they decided that they would make sure that you're protected, Mike, and, and set it to whatever they wanted. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Why not? Why not? It sells hard drives. Exactly. Well, I don't think they're in the same business. <laughs> no, they're not. But uh, I just thought, you know, if yeah. it could turn out, you know, help somebody else, maybe. I appreciate the call, Mike. Okay, thanks. Hey, thanks Keep for listening. Good work. All right, we will. Bye bye. Bye bye. Yep, sometimes those tools that are there to save you cause you trouble. <laughs> you always got to check. Right. Let's go on to Stefan in New Britain. Hey, Stefan, what's up? Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. I tried joining the modern computing age. I went out and I bought a laptop. All right. Uh, Congratulations. Yeah, uh, I just want to run it by you. It's got a Intel Core i5 7th generation processor. Okay, a little older. I know, but it was cheaper. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, a one terabyte hard drive. Nice. Uh, let's see, 8,192 megabytes of SODIMM DDR4. Yeah, 8 gigs uh, of RAM. SD RAM. Yeah. Uh, I've got. Windows 10 Home Edition. I know. Mm-hmm. That's no. Well, Home uh, is proper for you. And uh, I have. Uh, let's see. The hard disk spins at about 52. Mm-hmm. A little slower. RPM. I know. Yeah. I know. I know. But I. I figure it's a start into the modern computing age. Yeah. How much did it cost you? Moving up from XP, about 400 bucks. No, that's not good. It's a good deal. It's inexpensive. There you go. Yeah, and I had to wait out in the cold too. Uh, did you really? Um, yeah, oh yeah. Oh boy. Oh yeah. Yeah yeah. Um, but I'm just wondering, uh, the, the i5, is there a difference between the i5-45 and i5 7th gen? Well, yeah, there's a, I, basically the i5 processor has got to have a few different families within that i5 processor, but a 7th gen is just last the last processor they did. They're up to the 9th the just came out, but the 8th is the most popular right now. So yeah. you're fine. I mean, for 400 bucks, you can't sneeze at that, except for you're out in the cold and you might sneeze a little bit. Yeah, and it, and it does have an optical drive in it, and yep. uh, I could add a solid-state drive to this. 
Well, whatever. you could, but you got to pull the hard drive out, put yeah. the new solid state in, and you're going to spend about 300 bucks on that, and I wouldn't yeah, spend so that. Yeah, so that's not going to happen then. No, no, no. That's <laughs> not going to no, happen. You should have just bought one with, with one in the first place because you would yeah. have been at that, that price point anyways. Yeah, but doing that, I would have probably had to try trade the optical drives. Really? Um, yeah. I, I didn't happen to see the optical drives on it. Okay. I mean, they they did have a couple uh, for sale that that mm. were similar. Yeah. Uh, I, w- I wasn't really going to stick with the uh, the Asus or something like that. I I wanted to go with something that that was a bit more well known. Okay. You know, but I I think it will be a good start. You think yeah. it's a yeah, it's a good start. Right. Yeah, enjoy it, man. Let us know how you do. All righty. Thank you very much. Hey, thanks for check for uh, checking in, Stefan. All right. Bye bye. Bye bye. Stefan and New Britain's out there with the new I've machine. I've noticed that a lot of laptops that come with SSDs, yeah, uh, typically they they don't put a uh, optical drive in it, right? And that's fine because yeah. you know you don't use it that often. Not anymore. I mean, I'm a tech and I don't use it very often. No, you can load software, you can download a lot of it. Let's go on to uh, Rick in Nagadek. What's going on there, Rick? Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. Uh, two questions. Okay. Uh, one is the proverbial open DNS. Uh, sometimes when I go to check, I take the uh, my laptop to different locations, and so I have installed it uh, on the laptop itself. Mm-hmm. And then also one of the other locations, I did install it on the actual home router. Nice. Uh, having said that, um, I noticed that occasionally um, I still get a window that will pop up on the desktop that says I am not connected. But yet when I go to my network properties uh, and check, uh, I notice that the DNS servers is, uh, report, at least in the top of it, still says it's the 208, you know, 67222, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, so, and then I would go to their website, you know, to test it. Yep. And they'll have that, uh, you know, one where it says, uh, um, you know, it, it's blocked or not blocked, and if it doesn't seem you go to internetbadguys.com, uh, right. I think it was. Anyway, long and short of it is I seem to be getting, you know, mixed. Sometimes I seem to be connected, sometimes I'm not. So which one do I believe, my Both. network properties report or Both. their website, so forth? Both. It's it's both. both, yes. Because the the, the here's okay. what the the issue is, right? So you've got the properties in there, and it means you're using OpenDNS's DNS, which is a great thing to do. But when you're in a different network, right? You can actually configure Rick from Nagatuck's preferences. You can say Rick doesn't want any adult adult websites. Rick doesn't want any of whatever you want to configure. And if you're in a different network, OpenDNS can't find you unless you have the IP updater. So mm-hmm. it's not going to be able to apply your preferences if you're in a different network without the IP updater to say, here's Rick's preferences. However, you are protected. So the network is showing that he's got a triangle with an exclamation point. Right. Okay. And this is common with the DNS, open DNS, when you have the um, their application. I see it all the time. There's two things you can do, and I'll try to find an article so we can post it. But one thing you can do to get rid of that yeah, you know, it says that you don't have the internet, but you can still browse the internet. Well, no, he's talking about Open DNS. You, you, right, right. You, but, you're, not, you're not having an internet browser issue. No, right? but the the system will tell you that you can't reach the internet when, in fact, you can. Okay. I mean, I see this all the time. All right. So a quick fix is to disable your NIC and re-enable it, and it comes back up, and everything's fine. Well, that's quick. Yeah. Now it's basically giving you a false negative. 
Right. But yeah. he, he's getting a warning about whether or not OpenDNS is preferences are being applied when he's in a different network. And that's because he doesn't have the IP updater saying, this is Rick and I'm over here. Here are my preferences. Please follow right. me. That's the error he's getting. He's not getting an internet issue. Right. But that it, is correct. But you right. are getting the exclamation point, right? No, no. I will oh, get the window will pop up that says, uh, you know, you are not connected to OpenDNS, that type of thing. It's a safety thing. So oh, okay. the, the idea being, though, you're right about your DNS. You are being more protected when you surf, but because you're in a different network and OpenDNS doesn't know you're there because you don't have the IP update running, it can't apply your specific rules. So if you, if you applied any specific rules saying, I don't want to have any adult websites or I don't want to have any whatever, um, those rules can't follow you in the different mm -hmm. network. But when, they're, when you're in your home or native network, then mm -hmm. it can. But you're still protected, right? You're still going to be protected with the, uh, when you run the DNS um, IPs no matter where you are. But if you have a little IP updater, you can then in incorporate your preferences along with that. Okay, so I guess I'm a little confused with the uh, when you say the from the IP address. So, for example, my IPv4 address yeah. is not the uh, OpenDNS. No, it wouldn't be. It wouldn't be. So the right. I, okay. the IP updater is a way for OpenDNS to know where you are. And this is not a spy tool. This is just so that mm -hmm. they can say Rick is in a different network. So when you're on your home network and you're in a Cox, let's say you're in a Cox Internet. You're going to be you're going to be pinging back to OpenDNS that you're from Cox, right? And so they're going to know, okay, that's Rick, and here's where he is, and I'm going to give him his preferences. But you go to to you know Bob's house, and he's and he's on Comcast, let's say. Well, OpenDNS doesn't know that you're there, all right, and your preferences won't follow you unless you have the little IP updater, which comes along with OpenDNS. Uh, we'll, we'll you can go ahead and download it. If you load that on your computer, then the IP updater is going to say to OpenDNS, "Hey, I'm Rick. I'm over here now." And they'll be like, oh, okay, then your preferences will follow you. Without the IP updater, it won't. So then it sounds like I do not have this IP updater, and Correct. I need to get that or should get that. You could, yes. Yeah. So if you have any specific you know, RIC requirements when you're outside the network that you want to apply to yourself, that's what you would do. Okay, I do not, actually. I don't have... You know, then it doesn't matter. Okay. So the fact that I have it on my laptop pretty much covers me regardless. It does. Then, Obviously, on the uh, the home network, which I have on the uh, you know the router, I'm I'm good to go there as well. You are, right? Okay, along with anybody else tying into that. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. All right. So I'm I'm clear on that. And last question, if you don't mind, is um, I also live in a an area where there's very there's li literally no cell service. Mm. Now I I do run it through the Wi-Fi if need be. Yeah. However, obviously other people that I cannot unless I give them the password or whatever, so forth. Mm -hmm. um, now, I've considered one of these cell signal boosters that are out on the market. Um, mm. Do you have any feeling for those? Do you have any experience or knowledge base? And then if so, along with that, since we seem to be going to the 5G networking in the future, does that make the a purchase nowadays essentially obsolete once that 5G is rolled out? Depends on your service, right? If you're running a Verizon and you get a cell booster for them, then you're going to only help people who come to your house with Verizon. If you get an AT&T booster? No, nope. nope. sorry to interrupt you, but that's not, that's not what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. they, they do sell and make, maybe you're just not familiar with it. I'm not. It's okay. Um, they do make uh, cell signal boosters that Call. essentially grab any cell Ooh. service that comes in uh, to your house or to the area and boost that, any service that's coming through. I'm not aware so, of it. Then you, should, then you should check it out. How much are they? 
about a grand. Oh gosh, do you care about your friend's cell service that much? <laughs> well, yeah. The, the the idea is is that uh, essentially uh, the like for example, I have AT and T, and I do have their micro cell, yeah, which is all well and fine, but of course its range is limited. So once I go outside of my house, uh, right. I pretty much have no cell service. Yeah. So hence, uh, with one of these boosters, I was considering yeah. if I put one of those in, then at least it might broaden my service outside. But I'm not about to spend a thousand dollars and then do the hardware, you know, the, the installation right. of it. Anyway, if you no, guys aren't familiar, we're with not. It, but are you, Bob? Yeah, I've seen it, and some of our clients have that, and they're in, when they're in areas where the cell service is very low, and they do it for any cell yeah, service. Yeah, basically, it kind of runs a wire outside, hmm. and uh, it also ties into the internet, and it's, it does work. It works. Well, there you go. It does a great job. We can also throw it out to the listeners if they tried it, see if they've got any experience. Is there any particular model or brand that you can suggest or recommend? The ones that I've seen have all been provided by the uh, cellular provider. They all offer them. specific? They'll be specific. Well, they're not specific. They're they're name brand, but, you know. But they're specific for the Verizon provider or the AT&T provider? The ones that I've seen, it said AT&T or it said Verizon. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. That's not what I'm looking for. Um, they do make it, you know, I'm looking at one, for example, right now uh, online that, uh, you know, speaks of it, but they also talk specifically about 3G and 4G LTE right. networks. Now, if we're going with the 5G, then is that, you know, pretty yeah. much bone for... Well, it wouldn't make it obsolete because I'm sure 3G and 4G is still going to broadcast, but um, we're all waiting for 5G coming down the pike. Right, so, right. Okay. All depends on how important it is to you, Rick, I guess. Exactly. <laughs> All, right. All right, guys. Thanks hey. very much. Yeah, uh, thanks for thanks calling. For the expertise. Appreciate right. it. Take care. Yep, you too. Bye-bye. We're going to step out for a quick break. Hank and Ellen, hang on. Two lines open for you. This is Computer Talk. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk. We're going to be here until 11 o'clock. Two lines open. Feel free to get online. Bob and I are here live. So uh, we'll do our best to help you out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. And let's get to Ellen in Coventry next. Hey, Ellen, what's up? Hi. Um, I have a Leveno desktop running on Windows 10. All right. And I want to know what you think is the best way to protect it from viruses, malicious software, hack- hackers, and anything else I should protect it from. All right. The best way, truly, is to turn it off. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> but, of course, that doesn't make any sense long term. Um, so you, you want to do two things. You want to run OpenDNS. So you want to run your configuration through OpenDNS that we talk about all the time. Right. And, and you just, that's something you, it's, you can download for free. Yeah. It's not even a software or anything. It's just settings in your, um, your network configuration that you put in. And instead of being on the wild, wild west of internet, you're going to go through a more secure internet. And that's just step one. So how do you do that? Uh, we have links all over our website at computertalkwithtab.com for you that you can follow the instructions. Very easy. So okay. we'll put that for you. And then the other piece of it is to have a good antivirus program. And So the OpenDNS takes care of the malicious software and the hackers. It takes care of a lot of that because it keeps you, the user, because that's why turning off the computer is so effective, it, it <laughs> keeps you uh, less apt to find yourself... Um, in a bad area of the internet that's going to download those things to your system. So with OpenDNS in place, and you try to go ahead and surf who knows what. I mean, in the old days, Britney Spears. If you, surf, if you surfed for Britney Spears, you would have found yourself 
inundated with viruses and malware. And that's just because the bad guys knew so many folks would search for her that they would deliver the malware to your systems. But OpenDNS is going to say, well, you're welcome to search for Britney Spears, but we're only going to let you go to the most legitimate sites that won't deliver malware. So by being an OpenDNS, it keeps you off or keeps you a little more safe um, Mm -hmm. while you're surfing. And then if you do still get infected, which does occur, you then need to have a good antivirus program. WebRoot is a good antivirus program that we recommend. WebRoot. Root. O-R-O-U-U-T-E. W-E-B-R-O-O-T. R-O-O-T. Yep. Webroot. Webroot. And you can get that off your your website as well? Yeah, we'll put a link for you. Okay. And those two things minimally um, in place should give you a better way to be protected. And, of course, you want to go to your Internet service provider, whoever's giving you your email address, and turn on all your spam protections that you can turn on for your mailbox so that you'll get less junk that you're going to be apt to click mm. on. Yeah, they're pretty good about that. Good. In a, in a, year, in a year that I've had this, um, I've only had one spam. Wow. <laughs> that is good. That is good. Well, because it's, it, it's, it's a new new account and everything. I guess, yeah. Well, that's good. I mean, so. And it's, it, I, I'll, I'll just uh, put a plug in. It's, for, it's from Cox. All right. <laughs> so good. So you get those things going. Those are, the, those are the basic minimums. And then just be careful where you go on the Internet. Yeah, I don't use it much. Oh, that's – see, there it is. I, you turn it off. <laughs> but but I went to Amazon to, to order something. Yeah. And it said that I, I – I'd never ordered anything before. Mm-hmm. And, and so I said, I've got to create an account. Right. And they said, you can't create an account. You already have one. Uh-oh. So that was that was a red flag. Mm. So then they said, "You." So I said, "Okay, okay." Um, I forgot my password. Right. Which is not true, but I said that anyway. Of course. And so then they gave me a code through yep. my email. Yep. And and then I tried to put the code in. It says it's the wrong code. Oh boy. So then they. So then I. I called them on the phone. There you go. The old-fashioned way. You talk to a human. Well, that was even worse. <laughs> he, he wanted to remote to my computer. What? No, nah, that sounds like you might have not ended up at the right Amazon, Ellen. Right. So so that's another red flag. Yeah. I don't think you were at the Amazon you thought you were. Well, I Googled Amazon customer service. Did you? Well. Yep. I, I think you might not have ended up at the right place. I highly doubt Amazon is going to have a team of experts remoting mm. into your computer to set you exactly. up. Exactly. So uh, I would try that again and maybe get a little Just help. go to Amazon.com and look at their menu, yeah. and you'll find it's there. Yeah, don't don't add the customer service piece. Most likely, you went to a bad spot on the Internet. In the exact I example did. I gave you is about Britney Spears. You found yourself in a dark area of the Internet with a bunch of slimy guys. Just looking for Amazon. Exactly. Just go to Amazon. All right, Ellen, I got to go. Good luck. Okay, thanks. All right, bye-bye. <laughs> what are you doing Is that, Matt? <laughs> we get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.